Good morning, evening, afternoon to wherever you are in the world, and today we're back with episode 10, I believe, of Author's Purpose. And this is a podcast where I ask authors, what's the purpose of their stories? Today, we're going to be doing something a bit different, actually. I'm going to be the only one talking through this interview. We tried to do the, you know, talk, talk back interview, but... It unfortunately didn't happen because of our internet connection, which is sad. So we decided to do a written interview, and I'll just translate it into a voice interview. So today, I'm interviewing the amazing, the mythic, the ethical, the ethical, question mark, question mark, um, the author, Apen, from India. Um... And our first question, as always, is tell me about yourself. And which he replied, he's just graduated from high school and writing was his childhood dream. So that's what he decided to pick up on. And he also commented that he only writes short stories. Well, usually, that is. And for me, I personally vibe with that. Well, not all of it. So... You may not know that, but I'm not even out of high school yet. I got like two more years and then I'll be out of high school. Yes, I'm young, (laughs) but yeah, so I have two more years and I vibe with that because I've been writing since childhood and I have this one book idea that I've been working with forever and hopefully, fingers crossed, it comes out soon. (laughs) And then with the, usually I write short stories bit. I do not fight with that. Like me, I've always been a long writer. Like, I don't know why. I just always wanted to write novels and dissertations, if you will. <laughs> so, why did he decide to come onto the podcast? He just said that he's always kind of wanted to be a part of the podcast. Not this podcast, but a podcast. And he really wanted to get his name out there he wanted a broader audience to see like his backstory because so many people don't know him yet and have yet to fall in love with his writing and i think that's quite beautiful if i do say so myself so next i asked him what was the your main inspiration for your for your story and he basically said that he's always been like fascinated by trilantralists which makes sense because his book is titled The Terra of Trilantula. And he basically said that he always have been inspired by like the movement and the behaviors and, and he just think that kind of fell in naturally, like that kind of terror of that spider and how so many people are scared of it. And that kind of just flew its way naturally into a story which I also vibe with because <laughs> my, my main like inspiration for my upcoming story, my work in progress, um, has definitely been like my childhood depression, <laughs> which is not quite the same, but I still like draw parallels just as he did in his novel. Um, I asked him, what does his writing process look like? And he said, it's top secret. <laughs> no, he's just kidding. He said it's he said it's very simple. It's like sculpting. He said first he makes a basic story structure 
and note down any important twists and turns that he will be putting into the story. And then he writes the phrases starting according to the previous made structure. After writing the complete story, he edits part by part. And then right before publishing, he'll do like a last bit touch-ups. Just just a couple touch-ups. And for me, I kind of do, I'm weird, I'm weird. So I usually, like, when I write a book, I'm, I'm a planner. I plan a lot. But it's like when I get that, like, moment that I'm like, okay, I'm going to write this as a book. It's like usually a scene or a phrase or dialogue that I'll have in my head. Like, it's like, like with my work in progress, it was just this one powerful scene of the character crying over another character in this bed. And I'm not going to tell you what all of that means, but that was the powerful scene that I first seen, like, so vividly in my head. I write that down, and then I do everything he said. <laughs> so, pretty similar, pretty similar. I asked him, what is his writing weakness? And he responded, grammatical, mista- grammatical mistakes were always a constant weakness in my writing. Even, even now, I have an editor friend just to check grammatical mistakes before publishing each part of the story. Moreover, I am bad at decorating sentences with complex words. That's why most of my stories contain simple sentences with simple words. And um, I feel like you do see that in his writing, and there will be an occasional grammatical mistake you can come across when you're reading this book. But then again, uh. With the simple word structure and the simple words, I think that could be an advantage. Like, it could be powerful because sometimes we do this purple pro thing where we're just taking it over overboard. Like, sometimes we get in our mind, like, good writing is prose, which in, in a sense it is. But so many prose that I don't even know what I'm reading is a bad thing. And I feel like he really, he's really good at you taking what little he's done, and running him out with it. So next I asked him, what is your writing strength? And he said, well, I don't actually, I don't actually know my writing strength. But if you consider entertaining people through my story, which contains no ornamental phrases and are full of grammatical mistakes, then yes, it is my strength. And I just... I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say because I feel like his strength is definitely like the 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 plot. Like I like the plot and I like how bite-sized it is. It's very like it it's not a long book. Like I read this in an hour and it still left an impression with me as I went. So I feel like that's a big strength. Like you worked with so little like you have a you have a you have a short story or a novella that's literally under like an hour read length yet i remembered it and it stuck with me so i feel like that would be his strength axum if you had to rewrite your story what would you've done differently and he said he actually started writing this story back in 2019 and at the time his writing skills were really, really, really awkward. He said that it was too it was too simple and people will easily lose interest while reading. But 
at the same time, he had a good plot in mind. So if he had to rewrite the story, then he would definitely do some major changes to those six parts of the plot. And I kind of see what he's talking about because it's like in the first couple of chapters, like the actual chapters, not the like, you know, the legal biz where you like, oh, oh, works. this is a work of fiction, not that stuff. But the actual content, it's a bit, it, you, you do see a shift in tone and style in like the midsection of the book. I asked him, what is something you changed between the first and final draft? And he said, the climax. When he wrote the climax, it was way, way too different than the one he came up with. He said he had at least five different climaxes, and then afterwards, he just chose one. And I think this stems from the fact that it's kind of uh, um, a mystery slash thriller novel, and... When you're working with a bunch of plot points and you're you're like the detective trying to figure out stuff, you can come up with a lot of like endings with that. Like it could be one ending which is oh, it's who it's exactly who everyone thought it was. Or another ending was like, it's a plot twist. It's who nobody thought it was. And you can like work around with those endings and then you can just plug in the one that works best with the story. Um Yeah. I asked him, what is the main message you wanted to get across with your story? And do you think you succeeded? And he said, um, actually, I wrote this story for only entertainment purposes. And I wanted readers to stick to the story to the last part. There was no specific message which I wanted to convey to my readers. But many people really enjoyed the story to the end. So I can say that I succeeded a bit. And I did enjoy the story. And I did. So I guess you did succeed. <laughs> you really did. I said, why does being an author matter to you? He said, being an author is an honorable thing for me. Because when people praise his story and when people are in his DM saying, your story is too good, it really makes them feel proud. And it really makes them feel accomplished. He said it makes him somehow feel different from others. And honestly, same. (laughs) Like, 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 it's just something about, like, people liking your work. People fan, fanboying, fangirling over your work that really, like, if I have, like, a stand or someone dressed up as a character, like, that will make my day. And me and J.E. Glass, we like, that's something we talked about in the last episode, which you can find up in the card right there. And we talked about that because it was just like, sometimes the money is like, of course we need to be paid so we can pay our bills, but that's not what it's all about. And sometimes we just want a community. I said, what's your favorite novel? He said, The Hound of the Berserk Wells. <laughs> and I have not read that. And I might read that because I'm looking for new novels. You know, maybe you want to comment. Go ahead and comment and ask me and tell me some of your favorite novels and I might respond. How do your two main characters solve their problems? He said, well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to let you guys read the story for that one. 
Am I asking too much? And, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> just go read the story for that. And you'll get that once you read it. How do you select the names for your characters? He said, well, I'm rather lazy about choosing names for characters. I may take even more than two days to decide a satisfying name. That's why I use an online random generator for naming characters. It completely opposite stands as an author. I literally just, I come up with the most elaborate names for no reason. Sometimes it's not even vital to the plot. And I just do that because I love names, okay? Like, like especially when, like, the character does something or is something and the name directly correlates. I eat that. Like, most of my characters have a name for a reason, which is weird because that's just weird. It takes up a lot of writing. I'm doing, sometimes I feel like I'm doing too much, but, you know. Writing is, writing is for me, and it's therapeutic, and if that's what gets me going. So how long does it take you to write a book? He said for the last book, this book, he said it took him two years, but he did have a break midway through. He said for writing books now, it usually takes him five to six months to complete. And I need that kind of writing style, because let me tell you, I've been writing a book since 2019, and it's still not out. And, like, oh, I need to get better. I need to, like, start making work schedules for me to write my books on time and meet deadlines. I'm going to get better. Promise. Promise. No crosses count. <laughs> I said, do you believe in writer's block? He responded, of course. Um, That's why it takes me so long writing a novel. He said he basically believes it because sometimes you just can't. It's just not physically possible. And if you do, it's not even what your story is about. He said, He said, but eventually, like all authors, you get over it and you continue writing. It's just a bump in the process. I asked him, what was the hardest scene to write? He said, the climax, of course. The plot of the climax was fixed, but the way I wanted to present it to the readers was not fixed. I wrote the climax three times and just deleted it. And at the end, I came up with an idea to write it in two parts, and that looked better to me. Um, I, I didn't even like. I couldn't even notice that. Like, well, I guess you wouldn't really understand the behind the scenes of being an author, but like, the, it just seemed seamless to me when I was reading. So I can't really even comment on the climax part. I said, if you didn't write, what would you do for work? He said, writing is not my profession yet. I am a student and still studying. It's just a hobby for me, along with drawing. So if I didn't write, I might have ended up doing something else. And writing is not a profession for me yet, but I always dreamed of that. And I can understand because it's very hard to make writing a profession because it's a lot of hidden costs with writing, like the publishing costs. The, and then even if you go through, I'm talking about self-publishing specifically, even if you go through like, I don't know, if you go through a traditional publishing, it's still like a lot of, you have to wait six months to get this 
or even if you get that advance. Now you can't get royalties until that advance is paid back. Like, it's just a lot of hidden things that makes it very difficult for writers to succeed. Okay, next question. I asked, how do you market your book? He responded, I share a lot of things on my social media accounts. Link in the description below. Many of my friends share the book to others, and that's how I gain more readers. And at last, my brother took the responsibility to advertise it on Webhead. I still don't know how he does it. That might be interesting. I don't do any advertisements. I just sit there and just be like, go. Um, for my Webhead books, there that is. Um, with my... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I lie, I lie. With my first book... What pet book with the very first one in the works? It the first one I, I'm trying to remember the name, and that's the craziest part. I think it was Built for Pain. No, 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 that's my current work in progress. Why did I say that? But it was not, uh, we might have to skip it. <laughs> my My first book was named. Okay, we're just going to run through my book titles. Built for Pain, Pain of a Star. Um, I don't know it. <laughs> That's so sad. I'm going to probably, I might, I might. I'm going to comment it if I remember to. But basically, that first book, I did a lot of advertisement. I was at this camp at a university, and I just advertised it to everybody in my suite, in the dorms, like everybody. And it it reached over a thousand weeks. We stand that. And that was my first book, and that was how I advertised. Then my second book, I put it on Webhead. Um, I just put it on there one day and was just like, yeah, I'm going to write this now. And then my latest book, I am doing some advertisements. I'm doing just just some hints. Um, like this podcast, sometimes I'll talk about it. Um, and sometimes I mention it at school, but I'm in the final phases, and I'm so mad at myself. Because even though I'm in those final stages, I was like, what if I just changed this one little plot point? It, it won't affect the story too much. And no, I think it, it, it I think it will. So I might be redrafting a lot of my novel. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we just talked about that. But still. Um, okay. So that was his answer. And for our next question, I asked him... How? I asked him, what are some future projects we can expect from him? Or something you're currently working on? And he responded, that he's currently working on a book titled Our Destiny Against Us, which will be in a sci-fi romance kind of genre. And he said, I will start writing the second part of the Detective Fisher trilogy soon. And finally, there may be a book on friendship, all in the near future. So, that was kind of the written interview aspect of this interview I did with the author of The Terror of Trollantula. And I just kind of want to know if you guys kind of like this style. Please be like, yeah, we can do this again. No, never do that again. Or yes, we need to just work through some things. I definitely would recommend that you go find his links in the description below and give it a read. 
um, well, thank you, and have a nice life, I guess. <laughs>